Welcome to the Joy Bruce Audio Podcast. Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce is a blessed daughter of Bishop Dark Ward Mills and the pastor of the First Love Church, Ediasi. These messages contain practical wisdom that will transform you and provide focus and direction for your life. Listen and be blessed as she shares with you wisdom from the Word of God. many of you, this song we are singing, you don't know it. The words are very simple. The chorus that they are singing says, we what? Overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And I believe that as you have come to this place at this time in your life, the Lord will bless you with testimonies. Amen. He will bless you with testimonies. There are things He will do in your life. Some of you, even your being here is a testimony already. Like it left small, you wouldn't have got the place you have on campus. Hey! Or you wouldn't have had the room you have on campus. Or you wouldn't have had the roommates that you have on campus. That's some, so the testimonies have already begun in your life. Hallelujah. Take us from the top of the song. We can easily learn it. that you have done for us. Thank you for delivering us, Sister Jeanette. Thank you for salvation and all that you are doing and have done. We just give you praise and we look for what you're doing in our lives today also. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in church? Amen. Those of you who are in first year, I don't know about you, but after being on campus for how many days without classes, with nothing happening, I'm sure you are bored out of your mind because things haven't picked up. So just don't miss this Friday's Cool My Tongue. It's, it's, a, it's a stage play worth watching. Amen. Are you there? I have seen it before, but I cannot wait to see it again. Yeah. So make sure that you are here to enjoy it and bring your friends along with you. Amen and amen. Well, I'm going to continue preaching. Last week I was sharing with you 
about following and we started with Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12 Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12 I remember telling you that everybody is following something or somebody you learned how to talk because you followed somebody even your walk usually you are following somebody ask your neighbor who do you walk like yeah, some people they walk as if they have a problem with their legs but actually they are following somebody it's somebody's galleys that you like and you have followed it hey are you in the house or you have traveled amen and hebrews six twelve says that you be not slothful in other words don't be lazy but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So this was the key scripture that we had. And I was sharing with you that everything that we do is copying somebody or something. If you're sitting by a lady, tell her that I know your hairstyle is nice, but it's not an original. You copied it from somewhere. And if you're sitting by a young man, tell him that your shirt or your t-shirt is also nice. Your haircut is nice, but you actually... You got it from somewhere. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes we add a little bit or remove something, change something, but really and truly, nothing is new. The Bible says that there is nothing new under heaven. So the thing that has been is that which shall be. Amen. If you live long for a short time, you even for a while, you even see that fashion cry. Is that a big circle? It's just a big circle. So as you are there thinking that you are very modern and things, actuary, <laughs> actuary, this your modern dress has been worn before. This your modern trouser, it has been worn before in your grandfather's time or your great grandfather's time. It's just a big circle. Hey. Uh, it, has, it has happened before. It's not new. <laughs> Amen. Are you here? So we are looking at people to follow because the Bible knows that you will follow somebody. And so he's saying that, look, follow people who have come to a good end. And they got that good end. They came to that good end through faith and patience. Hallelujah. And so for some weeks now, we've been looking at different people in the Bible they are the best example we have because we see their whole life and so you can choose who you are going to follow Amen oh I said Amen powerful hallelujah and so last week I was sharing with you from Daniel and saying that this was somebody who kept his faith in trying circumstances he woke up one day and discovered that the demons were out for him demons very often work through people yeah and the scripture was telling us that Daniel was there and suddenly he hadn't done anything oh and he had enemies Daniel chapter 6 <laughs> verse 4 says that the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel are you there they were looking for something against him so it wasn't you see some people feel that if i'm just good and calm and quiet nothing will disturb me but this is not the case here this man was not disturbing anybody and yet some people were looking out for them and that's why the film stars were doing their wonderful film showing you what is waiting for you around <laughs> yeah it's around they are around are you in the house Hey, you are very quiet again. Yeah. Sharing 
with you. You see, they tried, they tried, Daniel tried to find something wrong. They were watching him, watching him. They couldn't find anything wrong. So they said, if we are going to find anything wrong with this man, then we had better make a law that has to do something against his belief in God and against how he, he, he serves God. And so they came out with something. And they came out with a... What? A decree or something that for a whole month nobody should pray to God. If you want something, only the king that you should ask. Knowing very well that this is it. And some of you, when things happen, you don't know that the aim of that thing is to separate you from God. Are you in the house or you've traveled? Yeah. We have an enemy, you'll never doubt it. Jesus, he fasted 40 days, 40 nights. When he finished his fasting, I would have thought he would immediately meet angels. I would have thought he and God the Father would have had a special time together. But as he finished his 40 days, 40 nights, the very first person that he meets as he's coming out is the devil himself. How much more you and I? There's somebody who does not want our good. Are you with me? And Jesus was able to bring out all the scriptures. You go and read Matthew 4. You see that he told, gave him scriptures and he backed up. Those of you who don't like scripture, watch out. You saw me there. It's tower that I like. Listen to me. That tower in which you are preaching, if there's no word of God in it, eh, you are like somebody throwing random missiles. There's no guarantee that your thing will land. Yeah. So the word, you must know it. Amen. But when the enemy left, when the devil left, the Bible says he left Jesus for a while. So he has a way of going and coming. Going and coming. Going and coming. Are you there? So when they tried, Daniel tried, 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 and then they didn't find him. They even escalated. Eventually, from after facing human enemies, he was now put in the lion's den. Yeah. I mean, we enjoyed the story as children. We didn't know that. There are things to learn from it. <laughs> so what is going to keep you at this time of your life? And you see, every stage of life and its demons. Yeah, every stage of life. The devil is not a fool. Let me tell you something. He's not a fool at all. You cry, you're not a fool. <laughs> every age group and its demons. Uh-huh. Every age group. If I was talking to a church of people who are between the age of 35, 40, and 60, I would have had a different group of examples for them. Because they too, their demons are different. Uh-huh. But I'm talking to you. And at this age in your life, your chemicals are boiling. Uh-huh. Your eyes see what they can see, and things they shouldn't see also, they are seeing. Hey! <laughs> it is also a time of life when you are very insecure about many things. Many people who have made their face and then they have done as if they are something, they are even more insecure. Yeah, it's a sign. It's a sign. The higher the, the higher the insecurity. So just learn it. Allow me to say it because some of you, as your roommates are coming, the, 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 the next year they are coming, they are coming to do mm, on you. Listen, just look at it and say, my pastor told me. <laughs> All the shy things. It's nothing. Nothing. Hey! <laughs> so as you are there in the room and then they have come and they are doing things, you just say to yourself, shy. Nothing. Hey! They are as insecure, if not more insecure than you. Every age and its demons. And the enemy plays on those things. Are you with me? 
However, our God is still the same God. And Daniel did certain things that we can learn from. Are you there? The scripture says in Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10. Now, when Daniel knew, so now he knew that their plan had been signed. When he knew that the writing was signed, he went to his house. And his windows being opened in his chamber towards Jerusalem, he knelt upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Here was somebody who before they were trying to do anything, he used to pray. So even as they were now trying to, his enemies seemed to have gained the upper hand, he still continued with God. The man prayed a lot. And that is why today we're going to be talking about The fact that if you're going to follow Daniel, follow the art of developing good prayer habits. Good prayer habits. Hallelujah. Good prayer habits. This man prayed a lot. Amen. If you are there and you see, he was the prime minister of the land. Some of you, you are a student, but you say you have no time to pray. How much more? a vice president of a land because that's yeah, or a president of a land but he would make time three times a day to just thank God take time out with God hallelujah oh I said hallelujah and the Bible said that he thanked God I wonder when last you thanked God many times when the prayer meetings are coming number one you don't go if even you go you skip the beginning because you see the start of the prayer time you know, that's the thanksgiving, thanksgiving, thanksgiving if you are even in the prayer meeting when they are saying thanksgiving, you are like oh, hurry up and let's move on to the part of the prayer that really matters the one that I can now start to ask things and the one that my thanks can really come now these thanks that we are thanking God I don't even know what to thank God for if you don't know what to thank God for it's a sign that you've taken a lot of things for granted. Are you in the house? One day I went to visit a friend of mine. This friend of mine was a professor in a university. But he had met the Lord. In fact, he was my lecturer when I was a student. And I remember that as I was leaving the country to go and do my further studies, because I worked as, I mean, he was, he was my supervisor in my national service time. And as I was leaving... I said to myself, I wonder if I'll come and meet my friend alive. Because at that time, he was not a believer. He didn't eat for food. He drank. Yeah. Sometimes, we tell him that, oh, prof, you have to eat. And he would laugh at us. And he tell us that, oh, he did. He's a Japanese man. Oh. As he went to Japan, it was just the, yeah, the alcohol and the sushi. That that's the raw fish. So this food. So as I was going, I said, Hey, will I come back and meet this man alive? I came back eight years later. And when I came, he was still alive. And by the grace of God, he had met a Christian woman who had witnessed to him and he had eventually married him. And not only that, he had become a very powerful pastor. As if he oh yeah, he was a very powerful pastor, as if he knew that his time was, was short. And as the time went on, one day he fell sick. And the doctor told him that, Sir, you are in your 40s. I think he was in his 40s at the time, or late 50s, early 50s. But your organs are like the organs of somebody who's in their 70s. You know, as a fruit of the earlier life. Are you there? 
I went to visit him in the hospital a few weeks before he finally passed away. And he was much better. Then he said to me, he said, thank God when you are alive. He said, because, do you know what it is to want to, he said, no, he said, you go to the loo in the morning without thinking about it. Of course we don't think about it. Or you think about it. When you wake up in the morning, don't you just find the nearest? (laughs) Then he said, you don't know that it is a blessing. He said, because I have come to a point in my life where the ability to go to the loo in the morning is a blessing. It's a miracle. He said, do you know what it is to wake up and want to go, but you can't go? Your legs are, everything is working, but the going is not coming. <laughs> you see, some of you are looking at me like, eh, man, what are you saying? You want me to say it more plain than that? Please, engage your gray cells a little bit. Your gray cells are what you think with. Engage them a little. Do you understand what I'm saying? So he had come to a point and he was saying that because of what he was going through, this simple action that we don't think about was something that he had learned to thank God for. Because now that, for that season that he was unwell, things were not working. And then he said, do you know what it means? You feel like going to the toilet, but when you go, nothing comes. But it's there. It's trying to come. It's there. (laughs) Hey! Tell your neighbor, don't wait that long. Thank God now. Thank God now. Thank God now. Some of you who have come to school and you have been crying since you came. Because you wanted to do a certain course and they have given you B.A. Akan. (laughs) Do you know something? Every morning when you wake up, thank God that you have been taken to read B.A. Akan. And I'm very serious about what I'm saying. Thank God. When you start to thank God about the so-called difficult things in your life, eh, they suddenly become jewels in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You see, you are laughing at me, I can. But maybe you don't know that the real, one of our greatest struggles in education in Ghana is that we don't have qualified account teachers. It is true. I can't speak because they can't read their language. They can't write. If you like, we'll prove it right now. I'll start to pick them out. I know some of them. Hey! You come and stand here right now. You see that, Charlie? They can't read it. And they cannot write it. Hey! And those who can read, can read, but they cannot write. And some can write, but they cannot read. Are you there? But thank God for what you have. Remembering that there are many who didn't make it at all. Yeah. And you know, a first degree is a first degree. Just hold it, put it in your pocket and do something with it in life. Amen. It's better than, it is a hundred thousand times better than just a worthy certificate. So thank God. Hey, my son's saying, me, I have only worthy. Hey, some people have only GSS. Hey, so you too, thank God. Hey. You have worthy. Some people have no certificate in their life. I'm telling you. Hey. Hallelujah. I'm taking my time to talk about Thanksgiving because I keep on meeting young people who are depressed. One of the cures to depression, which your doctor won't tell you. A number of them are looking at me. I won't look there. (laughs) But one of the cures of depression is thankfulness. Thanking God. 
thanking God. As you begin to thank God, you begin to be more aware of what you have and less aware of what you do not have. And in this life, you will always have some things that you don't have. Ah, me too if I get a friend, fresh Lamborghini, Tierra I like. Or oh, you don't like. Or oh, you don't like. Some of you, they give it to you, you know what to do with it. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah, you always have something that you don't have, but you have so much. And Daniel, three times a day, not only will he pray, but the Bible said that he prayed prayers of thanksgiving. He went to God and he thanked God. Amen. And he didn't only thank God because many of the chapters of Daniel are made up of his prayers. The things that he said to God. He studied word and he prayed. Amen. He was somebody who prayed continually. So let me tell number one. Pray a lot. Pray a lot. Some of you can only pray when you can go to the park and shout, How many times in life are you able to go there? As you have come to campus, there is no gap. Please, how many of you are doing BSc or Greek? That's what you are going to do. Can I see your hand? Just wave at me. As you start school in the morning, you finish in the night. How many of you are coming to do medicine? Please wave at me. Or they didn't come to church. Just a few of you. Okay. How many Akito people are around? Akito. Oh, just wave. Just wave. I'm just trying to. Because as for you, your life has finished. (laughs) That's true. Akito students, they sleep in their studio. But what am I lying? Where are you? Am I telling lies? You sleep in your studio at a certain time. Ah, they think I'm lying. <laughs> so I'm just trying to share with you that if you say that I will restrict my prayer life to when I can go onto the park to pray, you're not even going to have a prayer life. Pastor, they have sacked you. Majo, too, they have sacked you from there. Eh, Majo is the one opposite Pajo. Eh, you can't pray anywhere. So, <laughs> so to be able to pray continually, you have to just decide that I have engaged prayer mode. When I get my one hour on the park, I'm blessed. When I don't get it, I still pray. If I can't go to the park, I will put my pillow over my head and I'll pray there. Yeah. I'll be drawing my drawings and I'm praying there. I'll be in the lectures. You now, you don't listen to the lecture anyway. So as you are in the lecture, Charlie, you are generally you can pray, nobody will hear you, but you are praying. Pray continually. That was how Daniel defeated all these enemies who were after him. And believe you me, they are after you. <laughs> hey. I'm just teaching you how to make it a habit. Amen. Make it a habit. Hey, that is why in this church we try to pray with you so that you will speak in tongues. Uh-huh. Because without it, I don't know how you do the continuous prayer. Your mind quite gets tired. But when your mind is tired, your spirit can continue praying. Amen. So this man kept on praying and he prayed continuously. Hallelujah. It is a defense. It is something that helps you. Because the enemy is not just in your hometown. That's a diversion. Hey. Your enemy is often a person. I really liked the play, the, the film stars film. I really liked it. The part I came to meet. Is there a person sitting down and giving you so-called logical uh, reasons? Reasons why you shouldn't come to church. Then you two, you are there, accepting it. Hey, the church is quiet. Oh. 
Are you in the church or you have traveled? Yeah. Hallelujah. Wow. And that's why last week I spent quite some time sharing with you the kind of things that are waiting for you. Yeah. There are students on the campus who don't go to school at all. They came normal like you. And they believed the lies that were told them. If you go to church, you will do this, you do that. Today, they are totally under shisha. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you are very quiet. You are looking at me. Some of them are my church members. They are coming back to school. Yeah. I had one of them. Go and do your, your attachments, pharmacy, whatever year. She couldn't go. Because she was stoned all the time. And she. Yeah. So eventually... We had to go and find a place for her to do. When I, I told the pharmacist there, please, you accept her to do her practicals at your own risk. Don't call me. <laughs> Stoned all the time. But when she came, she was sober like you. And so she met who she met. Hey! Please, stand to your neighbor and say, neighbor, please be my friend there. Eh? The way you have come to church, I'm hoping that you are sober and you are not one of these dangerous characters. I'm very serious about what I'm saying. Talk to the neighbor by you. That at least, let me have one friend. Let me have one friend around. Talk to the neighbor. One friend. Hey! Ha! <laughs> because it is real. Are you in the church? Yeah. Many of us call ourselves Christians, but we don't pray. And what happens when we don't pray? The first thing that happens when you don't pray is that your life is directed by happenstance. It's a word. What is happenstance? It has happened. That's what directs your life. Circumstances. Yeah. Circumstances direct your life. Uh huh. Circumstances direct your life. And happenstance is not always kind. Yeah. It's not always kind. So it is the good luck, the bad luck, the good fortune, the misfortune, any twist, any turn, any circumstance, that's what's governing your life. And when you leave it like that, you will see that it doesn't take you to a good place. You will be surprised at how much happenstance. I know people who, because of happenstance, they didn't qualify for their, they didn't get their certificates at the end of school. They happened not to have gone for something. And they happened to have left something. They happened to have failed an exam. They happened not to redo the exam. They happened to do... Are you here? They happened. So happenstance was now guiding their life. And I'm saying to you that happenstance, if you like chance, if you like chance, that's the way, chance, it happens to all of us, but by your prayer, you change it. By your prayer, you mitigate it. By your prayer, things change on your behalf. I hope you're understanding what I'm trying to say to you. Hey, happenstance. You tell your neighbor, ask your neighbor, have you heard such a word before? <laughs> yeah. I will be afraid to live my life to happenstance or to chance. If I pass, then I pass. Oh, Pastor, it's not like that. To me, I learn. <laughs> Come. We'll show you people who have learned more than you. And they didn't pass. Yeah. When they got to the room, happenstance had happened. The whole question paper is swept. Yeah. I know some classes, when they went that year, there were two classes doing the exam, and there was a mistake, and they switched the papers. So this group got that group's papers, and that group got this group's papers. Happenstance. So they were all looking at the thing that, ah, 
What is this? <laughs> hey! That's why exam time we pray here. Oh yes. We pray against human error and human nature. Yeah. That the mistakes people make will not come and just rubbish your life in a way. Yeah. Sometimes the mistakes are your own. Sometimes the mistakes are the mistakes of another person. Yeah. I remember one of my pastors. She was doing an exam. In the middle of the exam, a lady who was invigilating just walked up to her. You were talking. And she collected her paper. What are you talking about? Yeah. Not knowing that in the school, no, every year, that's not in the school, some school be here in Kumasi. Every year, the lady used to do that to somebody. And that year, the students rose up and said, no, 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 no. She was not talking. We know that she was not talking. And the case went back and forth and up and down. Yeah. They went on about the case. Eventually, the lady was moved out. She wasn't allowed to do that. But my pastor missed a first class by 0.17 marks. Which I'm sure she would have had if the witch had not entered. Yeah, this was before the days of a certain kind of prayer that we used to do. But I'm just sharing these examples with you. That's why I told you that if it was older people, I'd have used another set of examples. Yeah, I have a few older people here. You are growing your children by chance. <laughs> ah, if you don't pray with your children, then you are growing them by chance. Hey, the church has become quiet. Oh. Yeah, as they leave the house, you are just hoping that they'll go and meet some proper people in the school. Because you, the parent, you don't pray. Oh, me, I've taught my child very, very well. <laughs> when I hear that one, that's when I laugh. You have taught your child very well. Hey, please ask your neighbor, is it you they are talking about? You are the one they say they have brought up very well, you. Uh, many of you, double life, double life, double life, Namudi. You are one person, we even heard the testimony. Was it one, te- one person at home, another person hey, at home, dear Charlie? I'm sure if they had told your father that, your father said, hey, you are lying, my child. What do you mean? You, have, you say my child has defrauded who? Hey! Yeah! Yeah! So I understand it well. You can't leave your children to happenstance, chance. You can't leave your job to chance. Hey! They'll remove your eye now. Wow. Are you in the house? Wow. Let us continue. I want to show you a scripture. Second Corinthians chapter four and verse four. Second Corinthians four four. Do you have a Bible? Some of you as you came to campus you don't have a Bible. Please acquire one immediately for your life's sake. Oh, my Bible is on my phone. You are not serious with God. What do you have that you are serious about that's on your phone? Come and tell me that your exam textbook is on your phone. Silly child. Get yourself a Bible. Now die me how. <laughs> Second.
taken correct. So the one on the phone is just for quick reference for on the go and stuff. But if you are a serious person, have a hard one, hard copy Bible in your room of different types. Second Corinthians 4.4. 4. In fact, let us take it from verse 3. Second Corinthians 4.3. I hope you can see the screens from where you are sitting. Can you see the screens from where you are sitting? Powerful. 2 Corinthians 4.3 But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Another version says, it is hidden to them that are perishing. There are some people, as you are going, coming, going, coming, going, coming, going, they don't understand what is going on. And the Bible says they don't understand it because they are perishing. They are on their way out. So don't go and follow it. But verse 4. In whom the God of this world, notice if you have a Bible that is small g, the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, which is the image of God, should shine unto them. Now, what is the significance of this scripture? The Bible is sharing something critical with us. Who is the God of this world with a small g? The God of this world is Satan himself. Yeah. God made it such that man was the one who had dominion on the earth. And right from Adam, we let go of that dominion. Somebody else caught it. His name is Satan. Are you here? Yeah. When Jesus came, he came to empower those who believe him. So you have a certain power to take yourself out of the things that the so-called God of the world is doing. However, you need to understand that even though God is the creator of the earth, the world, it is the God of this world who is manipulating things. And when you look around, you can easily see. You can easily see it. Unfortunately, people come and say that it is God. They say that it is God who has caused the world to happen. The things they are accusing God of, I want to ask them, then what is the work of the devil? <laughs> eh, we were here, then Ebola has come. Yeah. This has come, that has come. Various things. So there's a God of this world. The entire systems of the world are operated by him. One of the most fantastic systems has been the world economic system. Everything is running by virtual money. Everything is running by money that is not money. Have you not seen it coming down? I said, can't you see it coming down? Those of you who like debt, those of you who are owing, can you not see it? We woke up one day, they said five banks, we have made it one. When you go and read the stories, they are unbelievable. Unbelievable. That they have used people's money to gamble. Because everything is virtual money. It's a system. So the system says, oh, it's not anything, take a loan. It's not anything, take another loan to pay that loan. It's not another, look, listen, the way you have started to work in the bank, do you, can't you see that you should stop taking trotro? You have to drive a car. So that's the loan. It says, oh, it's not anything, oh, you would have paid it in one year. But in the course of that year, something happens to the money that normally happens to the money. Hey! It's a system. It's a system. The church has become very quiet on me again. 
Directing the world into conflicts and more conflicts. Hmm. Yeah. You may think what I'm saying is sacrilegious. More scripture. I, I, cannot, I don't have any defense. It's in the Bible. Matthew chapter 4. I'm reading from verse 8. I'm going there. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain. He's talking about Jesus. This is the temptation of Jesus. And showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And said unto him, These things will I give thee if you will fall down and worship me. If he was not the God of the world, why would Jesus not have said, You are telling lies? Yeah, Jesus didn't say that. So it is true. The kingdoms of the world are in his hand and you can see it. And then you too, child of God. John chapter 1 and verse 12. For as many as believed him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. So you now have the power as a son of God. And to operate that power you need to pray. But you are sleeping. Hey. I said, but you are sleeping. This week we are going to be having two days of prayer. On Wednesday and on Thursday. Eh, but me, I can't come. Ah, no, no, it's your life. I don't mind. It's your life. Yeah, it's your life. Oh, but eh, I have some lectures. By all means, go to lectures. But most of you, there's no class where you're going. Number one. Yeah, I've been a student before, in case you didn't know. I'm not an illiterate. Yeah. You can eat. No, it's true. These, my shisha people who are smoking, they don't go to school the whole term. The whole term. Nobody has spoken. The whole term. I don't know how they do their exam. When they see me, they smile very nicely. Yes, mommy. Hello, mommy. Then I look and say, hey. But the signs are always there. Are you there? One of them was talking. The words were not linking. <laughs> the words, they were not linking. The sentence wasn't coming. Oh man, are you in the house? Yeah, and if you are here, may you be delivered in the name of Jesus. Yeah, because many entered unknowingly. You now need the power of God to break you free in the name of Jesus. But I'm showing you something and I'm saying that if you leave yourself, this is where you will go. If you just leave yourself. Because the world is in the hands of the God of this world. That's just the point I'm making. And I'm saying that therefore, you do your part in praying. You do your part. Hey. Are you here? Some people are here, some people are not here. Yeah. When you don't pray, you, are not, you do not call on God to intervene in the life that you are leading on this earth. So your prayer is to intervene. Amen. Intervene. What does it mean? Lord, come into this thing. This is the normal thing that happens. Lord, come into it. Hallelujah. If you leave yourself, young man, as you have come to a campus where lust has no borders, you are about to sleep with girls like a mindless goat. Have you seen a goat chasing a woman before? It doesn't have mind though. It will cross the road even as a car is coming. Is it true or is it not true? Even to its own detriment, even at the risk of its own life, that's how the goats will cross. And young man, as you don't pray, that is what is around. 
That is what is around. That's what is happening. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. I was saying that if you don't pray, young lady, you are also going to become somebody's bono mattress. Yeah. You are going to become a pseudo wife. They have not married you. They have not done any knocking. Before we are away, you are there. You have found yourself somebody that you are cooking for, washing your face. I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know what is wrong with you. Listen, when you marry properly, no, that washing and things, it is there. I've been married there since something years. It's still there. And you are in a hurry to go. Meanwhile, they have not married you. Yeah. But you with your logic in your head, because there is an enemy there, you will find yourself believing what the person is saying. Sometimes you even know that it's not true. But somehow, you go along. Are you here? Yeah. Hey. Amen. Yeah. And if you don't pray, you don't invite God. We don't know why he wants us to invite him. But that's his, his choice. He says, I'm not the devil. I won't force you. But if you want and you call me, I will come. And you'll see that even the way you think, your mind, even the way you behave. You know, sometimes when you just even look at the world, you, you should be able to see that something is behind this. Explain to me why a normal human being, you see, one of the signs of madness, when you see a mad person, one of the signs is nakedness. Yeah. When you see around, a madman is walking around naked. A mad woman is walking around naked. And people actually try to help them, you know, wear a cloth, cover yourself. Then you, in your right mind, though, everything is working. And then you choose to walk naked. You should see that something is wrong. Because with a mad person, the person is not well. But you, you are well. You are well. You are well. But your neckline is at your navel. You are well. But what you are wearing, no, is see-through from top to bottom. But you are... And you know, don't pretend. You are well. But your dress is now under your bum. I remember one day I was passing on a road and I saw this young lady in a handkerchief dress. So I just paused. And I said, my dear... It might be better to just remove the handkerchief, okay? Ah, you want us to see it? Uh, you are laughing, you know. Yeah. I'm just showing, you see, logically. That's why I'm showing you the logic of it. The logic says that human decency cover up something. So when you cover up what human decency says, you, you re- release it. You must ask what is working. That's when you must understand that the God of this world. Have you not noticed all these red carpet people? Now, it's according to how scandalous you can be. You must become more and more scandalous. <laughs> Something is at work. Something is at work. Since when was nakedness fashionable? Hey, you have made your face like it is not you. It's you. Yeah. And some of you are also thinking that, Oh, me, I'm not like that. Watch out. You haven't had opportunity yet. 
But you are now coming. And the naked ones are arriving from tomorrow. And after a while, you will become immune. And you say, oh, you suddenly find yourself doing some and being part. And suddenly we'll be here. <laughs> hey. Some of you, if I say I'm coming to visit you, there will be panic. Because, Charlie, are you in the house? I'm just sharing something with you this morning. Yeah. And I'm telling you that you need to pray. Because for God to intervene in the life that you are leading. Amen. Some of us, we are from families where the devil has had a hold for a long time. Some of you, up till now, year 2018, you are the first graduate your family has had. Oh, mommy, it's not like that. It's because we are poor. It's not true. It's not because you are poor. Because it's even now that people have money go to school. When some of us were in school, you came to school just like that. Just like that. You didn't, you didn't pay anything for anything at all. Hey, the church has become quiet. How come your people were not there at that time? How come? I'm just asking a question. At the time when you didn't need any money, uh-huh, you just get yourself to school. When you get to yourself to school, you are given a room. When you open the room, you don't pay for the room. You are there, oh cry. We were even fed. Three meals a day. Never mind what was in the meal. I'm just saying you were fed. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, I didn't say you like the food. <laughs> because we also had the gas oil. Yeah. I remember that when the government got annoyed with us, they fed us cocoa. Do you know cocoa? Cocoa is a spice. And they fed us cocoa was the main fish. And I remember that from Africa Hall to the uh, to <laughs> agricultural faculty in Legon. It's almost near the gate. I could smell that cocoa. Till today, I can't eat cocoa. <laughs> ah, because in those days, I didn't have money, so I had to eat it. Are you here? But the point I'm making is that if it was money, your people should have been there some. But they were not there. Because something, 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 something. Something. Then you, you are broken through. And you are here. And you don't know that it's something to pray about, to preserve. You don't know that you broke through so that the rest of your people can also come through. You don't know that the reason why you are in this church on this particular Sunday is so that you hear this particular message. Yeah. Please ask your neighbor, what are you going to do about your prayer life? What are you going to do? Let's continue. When you don't pray, your life is governed by the wickedness of men. Men are wicked. People are wicked. And the Bible tells us, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 19. And we know that we are of God and the whole world lieth in wickedness. Can we not see that it was wicked men who were looking for the life of Daniel? Yeah, they were looking for a chance. And you see, when a wicked person begins to manifest, it is God who will deliver you. I will never forget many years ago, we were in ministry in the north, and one of our church members, a very dear lady who was working in church, she developed fibroids. Young lady who was not yet married, and she had to be operated on. Usually the doctors don't even want to do the operation until you've had your children. But in her case, it felt, no, let us remove the fibroids. 
So, as we, I will do all the time, any of my ladies is going to hospital till today. If they are going to hospital, I'll pray about it. Till today. Because of the chances of error. But as she was going to go and have this operation, I was praying about it. And I remember that morning, as I prayed, I felt led to pray that the Lord will cause the team. I said, Lord, if there's anybody in the operating team who should not be there, remove the person. Change the person. I remember praying that prayer. I have to be honest that at the time, my mind was on the nurses. Because I knew that hospital well. And we had had certain issues. <laughs> After church. However, this lady went to the operation. And as would also happen in those, you see, in Tamale, we had a lot of church members in the church. Are you there? From the hospital in the church. So, if we knew that you are going to have cesarean section, some kind of operation, we would try to get at least one of our nurses to change schedule so that they are in the room there. So that while the operations are going on, they are praying. What? You are looking at me. Oh, you are in a good church, that's why. Yeah. Amen. So, as usual, we had organized and had a nurse there. And it was the nurse who now told us the story. She said, Mommy, if you know what happened in this operating room today, as they brought our church member in, the doctor took a look at the scan. And the scan showed that the fibroids were a lot. You see, not just one ball that you just operate and remove. But some here, some here, some here. The man said, Oh, ah, we can't do this work. I'll just remove the womb. And then the, the, the nurse, she said, the nurses protested. Oh, but my doctor, she, she has not even had any children. I mean, she's a young lady. I cannot do this kind of work. What is this? So the man was talking plenty. And you see, he was in charge. They had no way of forcing him to do what they should. What, no, what the right procedure. I'm telling you that the doctors don't even like to intervene before. Please, madam, am I saying the truth? Please say what you are saying is totally true. Even sometimes when the other consultants know that what this person is doing is wrong, they don't say anything. They'll be there. But as a rule, they don't want you to remove any womb. Are you here? Even after you have had two, three, four children, you go and say, Doctor, after this, my first child, remove my womb. Even that one. They don't want to. They, it, 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 it's not something they do. Now here you are preparing to remove the womb of a live young lady who hasn't had children before. All of a sudden, call, call, call on the theater door. If you know, hospital, please, when they are going to hospital, does anybody come and knock call, call, call on the theater door as the patient is there? Not, unless it's an emergency. Unless an emergency. So when you have gone in, that's your team. Call, 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 when they open the door. Please, doctor, they say they need you now for a certain meeting. Come for the meeting right now. And so because of that, we have called another doctor to come and replace you. Hey! And so, Dr. Remover of Wombs was called away. <laughs> and the one who came, he now took his time, operated on our lady, removed everything one at a time. And the lady, today she has two children. Are you here? I'm talking about the wickedness of men. 
And when the wickedness of men rises, when I say men, it means man and woman. When it rises up against you, it is God who intervenes. I said, it is God who intervenes. The enemy may have planned things for you through people, but as you pray, you see that what they are trying to do, they are not able to do it. There have been people who wanted to fail everybody in the class. And something just comes in. No, 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 you're not failing this one. It is not happening. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. It is prayer that delivers you from the wickedness of men. And if you think that, oh, first of all, as for meeting wicked people, you meet them. It's normal. And our wickedness, you have not, we have not seen it yet. Okay. Please turn to your neighbor and say, you see, you are very nice, oh. But you are a wicked person. <laughs> Why am I saying that? I'm saying that because usually our wickedness does not come until there's nobody controlling us. Are you there? So right now something controls us. That's why you see that under conditions of war people become very wicked. They themselves didn't know that that's how they are. But now during war time, law has broken down. This is not working. That's not working. That's when their wickedness now shows. Now I have power. That doctor had power. I have the power to let this woman continue to be fertile or to remove from her the ability to have children. And he was going to remove the ability. Hey! Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, we got to pray. We got to pray. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes you come to church and I see that some of you are like, oh, the service should have ended. You need this more than you need whatever you are fidgeting about. Mm. Wow. Amen. I also came to tell you that the evil is growing in the world. You need the prayer more and more. Yeah. As you have come, nice young lady. Innocent young lady. We can see that you are innocent looking. You will be surprised that some fourth year brother will meet you. One would have thought that he would have honorable intentions. That since I have seen such an innocent and pure young lady, maybe this is even the person I should marry. But no. His mind will be how to spoil it. How to spoil it. Hey, the people are very quiet though. Yeah, it's your number I'm dialing. As you saw this beautiful and spot, that I don't know if you still call it that, but October Rush is as old as the hill. Yeah. And it signifies, October Rush signifies all the horny young men who are coming to see and look for some fresh girl to vent it on. They are not looking for those who have come Amatazan with their eye open, they know what the world is about. <laughs> no. Because they know that that type, they, they will deal with them. Uh-huh. So they come looking for the fresh and spoiled fear rubber. <laughs> Please push the nearest sister and say, yeah, yeah, listen girl, please. If you are fear robber, please remain fear robber. Why? Remain fear robber. Don't believe any of these uncircumcised Philistines. Hey. <laughs> yeah. You would have thought that the brother would say, since I have seen this very nice fresh, let me see if I can preserve it. But no. Because the world is increasing in wickedness. The mind is not good. Some years ago, I would have stopped my preaching with that example. 
But in this year 2018, I must use the other example of the sister who has also come to school. And seen that this brother happens to be pretty loaded and pretty good looking. And instead of thinking, Lord, let such a nice man marry me. She also comes in with her Jezebelic plans. Sister, there's a scripture for you in the book of Proverbs. The Bible calls you a strange woman. Brother, watch out for yourself. The Bible shows that the strange woman has a way of dressing. The strange woman has a way of talking. The strange woman has a way of being. Hey, I was trying to end. I'm trying to end so that you will not start to accuse me that. But let me read one scripture for us to close. Hey, I'm talking to you about the wicked people. You see, next week when they come, I have to manage my words small. So today that they haven't come, allow me. What? Hmm. Strange woman. Plenty examples. Oh, eh. <laughs> you wait. Before we get to this one, let's see this other one. <laughs> hey! I don't know. It's so much. I don't even know which one to choose to help you. <laughs> ah, okay, let's read a couple of them. Proverbs chapter 2. I'm picking it from verse 16. To deliver you from the strange woman, the stranger who flatters with her words, who forsakes the guide of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. Her house inclines unto death, and her paths unto the dead. <laughs> None that go unto her return again, neither take they hold of the paths of life. Hey, is it in your Bible? Ah, uh-huh, okay. I was just making sure. You'd have thought that was all. Proverbs chapter 5. My son, attend unto my wisdom, and bow your ear to my understanding, that you may regard discretion, and that your lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman drop as a honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil. <laughs> But her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps take hold on hell. Lest thou shouldest ponder the path of life. Her ways are movable that you cannot know them. Hmm. Hmm. Thank you, man. Hmm. The same chapter. Of chapter 5, verse 20. And will thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman embrace and embrace the bosom of a stranger? <laughs> it's a question. Tell your neighbor, it's a question. Hey! And it goes on and on. Let me check this one again. Hmm. Hmm. Say unto wisdom, thou art my sister. You see, what I'm speaking this morning is wisdom. So, say wisdom, you are my sister. 
and call understanding your king's woman or your relative that they may keep you Proverbs chapter 7 verse 5 from the strange woman from the stranger with flattered with her words for at the window of my house I looked through my casement and behold among the simple ones I discerned among the youths a young man void of understanding passing through the street near her corner and he went the way to her house in the twilight in the evening in the black and dark night and behold there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot that means a prostitute has a way of dressing and subtle of heart so you won't see it easily she is loud and stubborn her feet abide not in her house now she is outside now in the streets and lies in wait at every corner so she caught him and she kissed him and with an impudent face said unto him I have peace offerings with me she, said, she comes to church this day have I paid my vow therefore came I to meet thee diligently to seek your face have you seen her raps? and I have found thee I have covered my bed with the coverings of tapestry with carved wax with fine linen of Egypt I have perfumed my bed with mare aloe and cinnamon come let us take our fill of love unto the morning let us solace ourselves with love for the good man the good man is her husband is not at home he's gone on a long journey he has taken a bag of money with him and will come at the day appointed with her fair speech she caused him to yield with the flattering of her lips she forced him he goes after her straight away as an ox goes to the slaughter or as a fool to the correction of the prison until a dart strikes through his liver as a bird hastens to the snare and knoweth not that it is for his lie hearken unto me now therefore O you children and attend to the words of my mouth let not your heart decline to her ways go not astray in her path for she hath cast down many wounded yea many strong men have been slain by her her house is the way to hell going down to the chamber of death put your hands together for the Lord this morning hey if you are sitting by a young man or if you are young ask your na- did you hear the counsel of the word have you heard it uh, please tell the young man on the other side listen all her raps is only raps hey share she was rapping you oh she was rapping you when she said oh Adam, my king oh but when i see you my heart is shift from here to here it's not true it's not true it's not true but when you pray you hold at bay all these things the coming this coming week on wednesday we are praying are you here pastor Sean, prayer starts at what time I can't hear. Okay. Are you here? 10 a.m. And it will go on till 5. To what? 4. 4 p.m. Make it a point to be here. Amen. Some of you, 
you have a lecture or two, go and come. Some of you, the lecture is in the afternoon, come and go. Are, are you getting it? But whatever you do, get some of the prayer. Wednesday will be here, Thursday will be here. Those prayers will keep you. And those prayers will preserve you from the wicked. Are you here? The plans that are out there, as you come and you pray, God will help us. And then we will also include a little prayer time also for our Friday program. So make sure that you are here. If I were you, you see I also was a student. I I did not enter a church in my four years of being a student. I didn't have a pastor. Yeah, that's why I'm so passionate about being a pastor to young people. I didn't have a pastor. And I know that there are things in my life that would not have been if I had had a pastor. Are you here? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you are very quiet. Me too, I came from that kind of house. The gate, they lock at 6 o'clock. Uh-huh. So when I reached campus, I said, Today be today. Freedom for the masses in Ghana of God. And it took strategies from the Lord to keep me. Me, I was forcing to go this way. But I had some Christian friends. It's later I understood their prayer had kept me. When I looked at my friends who were a council of eight girls, none of us was correct. <laughs> and when I look at what happened to them, I realized that that was exactly what would have happened to me. And the only reason why it didn't happen was because of people who were praying for me. Yeah. I didn't even know they were praying. After campus, when I gave my life to Christ, and I, that was when I realized that these guys, they told me three years they had been praying for me. Are you here? You too, you have come. Maybe like me, you are from a proper house. Close the door. Six o'clock. And as you came, you said, Freedom for the masses in Ghana. My prayer for you is that the prayer that stops the enemy from ruining my life, it will meet you even now. Some of you too, life has been hard. Ejaba, they have left you to your own devices. And you are here. You too, you are coming to meet something you have not met before. But may the Lord preserve you. The Lord who has kept you through all the experiences, all the difficulties to this place, to this point. May he keep you and shield you. And may you go through university days and come out a better person. Hallelujah. For those of us who are working already, already out in the world, God has kept you to now. May he continue to keep you. May he deliver you from destruction. May he deliver you from androbis. May he deliver all of us from the evil one. And may we move ahead and prosper. In Jesus' name, stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Just bow down your head for a moment. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself that life is going to get better for you. Pray that you'll be a more serious Christian. Some of you are not serious at all. Any wind that comes, you topple. And you are only here because the wind has not started blowing yet. But you want to pray that, Lord, no matter the wind, no matter the struggle, let me be here. Let me be in church. Let me be sane, sanctified in my right mind. Some of you who have already wandered on a certain road, I'm calling you to return. Come back. 
come back to the Savior's road. Lift up your voice and pray for yourself. Pray that when the enemies get up to conspire, when they wake up to drop you into the lion's den, pray that, Lord, you will meet me there. Lord, you will go before me. Lord, you will watch over me and keep me. Lift up your voice and pray. 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 Mandola Brosima Tandelibi. Rikandala Oh Lord, I pray for each one here, oh God. Even as they have found themselves in church at this time, may they never fall away. May they never change their minds. I pray for that one who is working, but life is so tough. Father, I ask for grace. Grace to continue believing. Grace to continue holding on until the breakthrough comes. I pray for that one who is also school in school. That the same grace will cover and shield and keep. May we not be destroyed in the name of Jesus because of prayer. May a love of prayer fill our hearts, O oh God. May we desire to speak to you every day. Make something out of us, O oh God. Keep us from the strange woman and the strange man. And shield us in Jesus' name. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Some of you who are listening to the sound of my voice today, you are exposed totally to the God of this world because you have not given your life to Jesus. The one who can counter the effect of the devil is Jesus. The one who can keep you and preserve and protect you is Jesus. He has already paid the price for you. But he is demanding and asking that you give your life to him. In order to ratify that covenant. In order to make sense of that covenant. And so if you are here this afternoon. I'm speaking to you and I'm saying to you. Come to Jesus this afternoon. Give your life to him. Give your life to him. Don't think about your friend or your neighbor. Each one of us will answer alone. And so as you are standing, if you are there, you know that between you and Jesus, there isn't really any link. If you are not sure that your name is written in the book of life, then that is why you are here today. So that you will give your life to him. You are just one prayer away from salvation. And so if you want to give your life to Jesus, just lift up your right hand where you are standing. I want to pray with you. Just lift up your right hand. Don't think about your neighbors. God bless you. God bless you. Just lift it up. Just lift it up high. God bless you. God bless you. Now I want you to do something for me. I want you to step from where you are and come to me right here by the stage. I want to pray with you. Just step out and come. Step out and come. Just come. God bless you, my dear. God bless you. Just come. Just come. He knows your name already. He knows your name already. He knows your name already. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Step out of where you are and come. God bless you. Keep coming. Let go of that friend. Let's leave that person. They cannot save you. Just come. Just come. Maybe you are saying this is not my church. No 
church died for you, no church can save you. Only Jesus can. I'm not calling you to a church. I'm calling you to Jesus. Step out and come. Step out and come. He knows your name already. He knows who you are already. He has already ordained that you'll be here on a day such as this. Step out. Step out and come. Step out. I'm just waiting a few more minutes. Because this is the most important part of this service. Step out and come. Step out. Step out. Yeah, there your heart is beating. That's a sign. It's you that he's telling you. Think all is not well between us. Come. Your heart is beating. You're saying that, oh, but I've been in church. It's not about having been in church. It's about giving your life to Jesus. Step out and come. God bless you. God bless you. I believe there are more of us there. I'm just waiting a few minutes. Step out and come. Step out. You are standing there. You are saying, nobody knows me. He knows you. He knows you. Let him I have. Just sing the chorus for me. He knows my name. He knows your name. He knows your name. Out of where you are and come to the one who has known you from your mother's womb. He's happy to give your life today. Oh, he knows everything you are thinking at this time. Just stretch out and come. He knows everything that you have been through and he's calling you and saying, Come. And me when I call. Oh, yes, I have a father. But you have a heavenly father this morning He's calling you this afternoon He'll me No matter where I go to pray this prayer after me you want to say Lord Jesus I come to you today as a sinner please wash me in the book in the, in the blood of Jesus cleanse me from my sins please write my name in the book of life Lord Jesus from today from today from today you are my saviour and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I pray for each one standing here. May they never fall back. May they never fall away. Rather, may they draw closer to you. Make their lives beautiful. And Lord, let them always be glad that they gave their lives to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce. We believe you have had an encounter that will change your life. 
Keep listening to messages by Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce of the First Love Church, Ahidiasi. For more information, live video messages and updates, please visit our Facebook page, Dr. Joy Bruce. God bless you.